yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time imon irok the yen of chacht erachor. Agus suligam a makan sha gurfeder erachor inuik kiart len of winter fein. Skilti fis turmi. Tashe dochretche nach vetoch ara egornamian on kestchen ekol. Vien talam aginam griv arkar nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler. Now, Samsung's new Galaxy S24 Ultra is one of the most interesting new phones out there. And it's not because of the improved screen, the design, the better battery or the better cameras, which are all worth mentioning. It's because of the new AI features. And we're going to get into this as I've been testing one for the last 10 days and I have it here in front of me. JJ Clark, hello and ask me anything. How are you doing? Um, yeah, so you're going to be writing about this and, and you were telling me beforehand that this is the best Android phone you can buy. Mm. After 10 days of testing, why is that? You said it's the AI features. Which AI features? Yeah, it's OK. So we're going to get into the AI features. And in particular, we're going to talk about instant translation within calls. In other words, you're Chinese or you're German or you're French or whatever. I'm speaking English. I activate the feature and when I talk, you hear me talking in Chinese or German or French or whatever. And I hear you talking in English. That's probably the wow feature in terms of the, the AI stuff. But there is lots of other stuff as well. Um, there's pretty good transcription technology there in terms of summarizing notes. There's some really good AI applied to the photos and videos, which we can talk about. And in fairness, the hardware upgrades, while not dramatic, are also very, very solid. The screen, for example, is way brighter than last year's S23 Ultra. It goes up to 2600 nits instead of 1750 nits. That's really good when you're outdoors, uh, when it's sunny. The battery life is excellent. Same 5000 milliamp battery, but still really, really good. The engine power is pretty much top of the range. It's the first time that I'm aware of that Samsung's uh, flagship phone now out muscles the top iPhone 15 Pro Max. Yeah, this is the Snapdragon Qualcomm chip, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And it was just, just for the layman, what does that mean? Like, how does that show itself? So that's going to show itself in terms of apps performing really, really quickly. It's also going to perform, show itself in terms of gaming. If you're into gaming at all, you, you will see very little um, lag at all. And I mean, to the point now where it, there is a a feature called ray tracing, which 
allows for better shadows and definition. And and in fairness, the iPhone 15 has it, but now the S24 Ultra has it as well. It has a what's called a vapor chamber, which is twice as large as last year's. What that means is that the phone can operate for longer, even if it heats up, if it's doing something like a really intensive game. Is that which for is the a big fan? Is for it? gamers. Yeah, it's, it's the same consideration. When a phone heats up or a laptop heats up, it typically needs a fan or something to cool it down if it wants to keep going in the same intensity. And this phone can just go an awful lot better. But it's really the the AI that is probably, this is where Samsung is going with its S24 range. And it says that this is going to be the future for phones, that you're still going to have the same kind of smartphone. It's still going to have a powerful engine, powerful cameras, battery life, all that sort of stuff. But really, it's now going to be a terminal for what happens under the hood, either on the phone or back in the cloud with things like instance translation. So I mentioned instance translation, and that is the one that we're going to start with, because as as I said, you can switch it on. It happens on the device. When you're in a call, you speak whatever language you speak and you're talking to somebody else. They hear you in their language and you hear them in your language and you also get a transcript uh, of it. Now, uh, we're going to do a little test here just to, to show you what the quality of it is. If there are any German speakers out there, I'm going to uh, to call our producer at Rory. I'm calling him now and I'm going to activate uh, the call, exi- the call assist within the phone. And now the phone, if you can hear that, is telling the other person that there is a translation and live captioning um, thing going on, okay? Now, it is currently translating what I am saying. Not particularly well, I have to say. The translation might be okay, but what it's what's hearing from me in English is kind of hit and miss. And this is what... In fact, I'm going to turn it off now. Okay, bye-bye, Rory. You get the general idea of what that was and what that was about. Um when it understands you perfectly accurately, it's very, very impressive. My experience so far is that it only does that about 60 or 70 percent of the time. Now, that's a bit of a surprise to me because I use services like Otter, for example, uh, transcription. Otter AI, yeah. Google is pretty good at it as well. Microsoft is really good. If at it's it. AI, does it does that mean that it learns and it gets better at, at understanding your own voice or not? So Samsung hasn't really talked about that because... Unlike a lot of other AI systems, this is on device. What I mean by that is you download a language pack to the phone because the phone is powerful enough to do all of this. And it's, you know, like 400, a 400 megabyte file. The advantage to that is it doesn't depend on you being in a 4G or 5G area for it to work. The disadvantage is the learnings from it to improve the system may not be as natural and as fluent as they would be from other online systems. So... In terms of the accuracy of this instant translation system compared to others that I use, I would give it a C or a D. It's not actually that good. And is that down to it being non-instantaneous translation? And there's also kind of a cacophony of voices there. It's, there it doesn't there read are. out now, straight you away. You some power over that. So what we were here, what it wants to do is to give you a sense of what you are saying and what the translation is. You you can go into the settings and mute your voice or the other person's voice or the translation. You can do all of that. I had it on maximum amplification there just so people could get an idea right. of what's actually uh, going on. Um, but to you know, to your question, the reason that it's 
the reason that it's on device is this idea it's privacy but it's also if you're in a weak wi-fi area or or, or signal area um i would expect this to improve significantly this is a first pass at it and if the whole phone was depending on this i i don't think i would be as effusive about this phone because right. this is an interesting feature which i think would probably get better but if I was going for a job, there's no way I would depend on it. But then it just you mentioned AI features at the start, and that's the reason that, that you're being effusive about this phone. It's one, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's what makes it stand out. There's a couple of things that make so, this stand yeah, out. Yeah, which which AI features? Just because I, I mean that's a downside. That's that's a an, a knock against it. I wouldn't say it's a knock against it. I would say that I the fact that they've introduced it, even if it can be a little bit gammy sometimes, is still a net positive. It's still a net plus because they're trying to introduce a new technology and the next generation of it will get will get better. Now, just bear in mind what, another positive to this phone. Samsung has said it's going to give you seven full years of updates, security and software updates with this phone. Mm. That's very unusual for an Android phone to do that. So if you get it, you know, by year... I don't know. Maybe within a few months. Maybe within a few years. I'd say that. I'd say that particular system will, will, be, will be ironed out. Yeah. But are we giving brandy points for for things that they're going to have in the future? I like as in. No, we're giving the brandy points for introducing the feature for the now. Idea. So, like when Apple or Samsung or Microsoft or Google introduce new features, we rightly test them for their accuracy now and their mm. utility now, and that's kind of the the main thing uh, to in terms of of whether they fit into our lives. But we also try to judge what it says about the the device and where the company's going. Sort of vision. Yeah, if the company says that it's dedicated to it, then you have to give them some points for that. Samsung has a mixed uh, record when it comes to this. It's Bixby Digital Assistant. Frankly, never set the world on fire and to be right. going for years and years and years. It never really realized its its potential. However, it has kind of gone another way route now. It has um, partnered with some other companies. The, like the other big AI feature, which I think most people are going to use, absolutely. Anyone who gets this phone is going to use this. It's called Circle to Search. Yeah, I was looking it up before mm. at the YouTube. Uh, it's within the camera app, correct? Or do you? No. Uh, yes. You have to navigate you, into the camera app. You can take a screenshot of any. No, you don't have to navigate into the camera app. Okay, no, so you long do. press the home button. Right. And then it will allow you to circle with your finger or with the stylus. Anything, anything on the screen in front of you. But am I right in saying that the, its main application is, you know, circling, say, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds with uh, PPE on and it'll give you you know PPE mainly and then it'll give maybe Ryan Reynolds as well. So it it acts quite similarly to a Google reverse image search if you know what that is. So that is when you have an image and you uh, put that image there, uh, actually some people don't know this but it, on your phone or on the web you can actually take an image and upload that image uh, on Google and it will give you its best estimation of what that is. So on any screen at all on the phone, no matter what app you're in, no matter what you're doing, you can long press the home button. You can circle uh, whatever it is you're curious about, a thing, a landmark, a piece of food, animal, a word, anything. 
and it will immediately, you don't even have to press enter, it immediately, the bottom half of the screen, starts coming up with a, a, a with Google results of what it thinks you're, you're asking about. Right. It's really impressive. Really impressive. And unlike the translation, it's mostly accurate. So I was um, looking up old photos I had taken of like buildings in Dublin. In most cases, it got those build. It recognized the buildings and got the name of them, or g- sent me to a page or gave me some context with the building. Uh, on Instagram, you see, say, a sandwich or something. You circle it. It will give you a recipe for what it thinks that sandwich is. It's. I mean, it's really useful. I like a small thing. If you're watching a movie on a couch with your your other half or whatever, or just yourself, and you, one thing that we do sometimes, we see somebody in a film, oh, who's that person? And we look up, we Google yeah, the film, we Google cast. the cat. So that takes about 30 seconds to do that. Now, sometimes my wife does that and I know I know why she's doing it, but she's looking away from the screen for 30 seconds hmm. and it slightly irritates me. Um, and right. it slightly irritates me when I have to do that. Literally, you can just hold it up, take a quick picture, uh, long press, circle it, and you got the result. And I want to jump in as well. Just you said the seven year lifespan of the phone. Does that mean that you're expected to have it for seven years? And and, and if so, what's the price Uh, tag? Look, it just gives you it's supposed to give you peace of mind because one of the questions around uh, expensive items like phones, like don't forget, this is a 14 to 15 to 1600 euro phone. If you buy this, most people change their phones every three years. That's Mm. the norm. But because the physical improvements are getting less and less, if I'm advising somebody to get a phone, I'm and if they want an iPhone, I'm as like as likely to advise them to get an iPhone 13 as I am an iPhone 15. I really am, depending on their budget and everything, and, and they won't they really won't miss out on much. So, and I would expect them to have that for three years. So, the the really useful lifespan. It used to be that you got a phone in two or three years time. It was only still partly useful because there were some big feature that had come in that you were missing out on. Things like Face ID or, or um, you know, uh, a wide angle camera or a super zoom camera. Now, there haven't really been any significant advance in on that end of that side of things right. for the last few years. So the phone that you get now... Could, could well last you five, six, six years. I've noticed a lot of criticism about it, particularly for the hardware part of the phone, that it's gone from 10x to 5x. Okay. And yeah. can you just explain that? Because I know, I understand the resolution, but just the zoom in So this is a camera issue. Okay. So this is the flagship phone of Samsung. Now, Samsung has always been at the top or in and around the top of the, for, for cameras. It used to be Sony, Samsung, and then it was Samsung and Apple. Um, and then it, it's still between Samsung and Apple. Sony kind of dropped out because they just, I don't know, they lost the plot completely. Um, you get four cameras on the S24 Ultra, the flagship camera. You get the, the ultra wide angle, which if you want to think in terms of your main camera is 1x. Let's call it 1x. So the, most people, when they open the camera app and they hit press, they're getting 1x mostly. Okay. Think about that. That's your reference. You get four cameras. You get 
a 0.6x, which we call ultra wide. So that's if you're going to get way more of the room in. So if you're ever on daft.ie and you see like a shoebox, like a studio, mm. and and they're making it look kind of spacious, you think, oh, that looks quite spacious. They're using an ultra wide lens to make it look big. It's still a shoebox. So you get that's one camera. And these are different lenses and different camera systems on the back of the camera. That's one camera. You've got your 1x, that's your second camera. You you Then you had two zoom cameras. Okay. Now, last year, you had a 3x, a three times, three times zoom a camera, and a 10x, a 10 times zoom camera. Okay. Which meant that, you know, a 10 times zoom camera, that's like having a long lens camera. Right. Does that mean you can zoom that's in what they had 10 times? Year. No. It mean, yeah, it means you can optically, it means when you activate that camera, when you switch, when you hit, instead of hitting 0.66 or 1x or 3x, when you hit the 10x button on the, on the, the screen, yeah. it means that you're activating that lens, which is a 10x optical lens, which means you're looking, your starting point before you start zooming on that lens is already like a long way away. Okay. That's how a zoom lens works. Right. If you ever see a big barrel lens and you look through it on a, on a proper big camera, you're starting, before you even zoom, you're starting at very far away. Okay. So you could actually zoom into 100x from that. Okay. okay. What they've done is they're keeping the 0.6x, the 1x and the 3x. They're keeping the first three and they're now replacing that big long 10x with a 5x. Okay. So it's not as long a zoom. Now, to mitigate that, so the criticism there would be, oh, if I want to zoom in 30 or 40 times, if I want to, if I'm at a match and I, or I, I'm at a gig and I want, really want a good shot of the singer. Bono on the stage, yeah. Yeah. Uh, does that mean I'm still going to be able to zoom in that far? Well, the answer is yes. And the reason is that the type of camera that they have put in at this 5X instead of 10X, it's much bigger and it's much more powerful. With, with a lot more megapixels, a 50 megapixel lens, as opposed to the 10 megapixels of the tank, which means I've tested both of them. And they're for the long end zoom, it's about the same. But, but, but the big advantage to this new system is that if you are shooting something, uh, say, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 meters away, and you want a really high quality 5X, 6X, 7X, it's much higher quality now than last year's phone because last year's phone was stretching the 3X all digitally all the way up till it got to the 10X lens. Right. If and you understand what I'm saying. Yes. So now you have a much better, much, much better under 10X. Okay. And then uh, just so in it's a better system because that's where most people actually take their photos. Yeah, you're not taking it far away in, in the You in rarely the do. Right. And then just the AI features on the camera once you get there, like there's some interesting ones, like if you want to delete something out of a photo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now, we've seen this before with Google's Pixel 8. Uh, in fact, I think it started with the Pixel 6. Um, they called it uh, Magic Eraser, where on the Pixel you go into any photo, not just one you've taken onto the phone. You kind of do, you squiggle a little line around something on the photo and it will actually remove that and it will try to fill in the background as best as how, it How is that gap filling? It's hit or miss. Sometimes on simple stuff, like if it's on grass, it's perfect. If it's complicated with, say, grass and then concrete and sky, like if it's a human being that is standing tall, it's much more difficult to do. Um, that is what the S24 Ultra now does as well. But I mean, it, but that's only 
that's a simple explanation of what it does. So it it can we use the word Photoshop as an English verb when we talk about this. Oh, this was photoshopped out of this picture. Um, and that's what it's doing here. But you can also move something within a picture. You can literally just long press on a thing and 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 just slide your finger across the screen and move something or move someone. Um, you can do that. Um, but does it look photoshopped when you do that? Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it does, but only a tiny bit to the point where if you weren't looking for it, you wouldn't notice. If you're looking closely, if you're pixel peeping, you'll notice a little blur or something, but, but you know, you, you wouldn't otherwise. Right. Um, so a lot of those features, um, there's a really nice one where if you're shooting a video, almost no matter what resolution, you can shoot up to 8K video on this phone. If you... You can see if you long press on the video when it's playing back, it will slow it down into slow motion. Now, the, the, artificially using AI, the thing about slow motion is slow motion is only possible when you have enough frames to slow it down. Frames per second. You yeah. usually need at least 120 frames per second to do that. That's why if you slow something down from a normal camera video, it looks all glitchy and mm. it doesn't look great. What this does. It doesn't look glitchy, even if it's at 60 frames per second or even 30 frames per second, because the AI actually analyzes the frames and then replicates them as it thinks they would naturally look. So you actually get a slump. It's actually an amazing uh, feature. It's an amazing use of AI. And it's it's a sign of things to come. Yeah, you can retrospectively kind of add in to an old video. It's That's yeah, mental. Really. It's really, really cool. It's really, really cool. So, so... Basically, you're taking an oppressive set of hardware here and then you're adding AI layers to the stuff that it does and it's becoming a much more useful, much more interesting um, device and something that you can use as a tool probably an awful lot more than you might have before. And then just, uh, I suppose... That just to go back to the everyday uses, mm. the glare off it, I think this is really interesting. Yeah, How does that work? That's really cool. So there's less of a glare off the glass of this year's model than there was. So that's important if you are in a room with a light bulb overhead or if you are, again, outside and you're trying to look at something. And even though it goes up to 2600 nits, this, you know, this... The sunshine is, it wrecks your visibility of the screen. Yeah, try and watch TV when there's like, you know, the curtains are open, it's sunny outside. So little things like that. So what Samsung is doing is they're just, they're improving the usability of the phone. So overall, you know, you'd say like this is definitely the best Android uh, phone uh, out there unless you're a hard, hard, hardcore gamer and there are one or two models out there that will be better for you, but they will tend to be heavier and they will compromise massively in other ways. Yeah, I was that looking this up. That might be as cool. It's like 220 grams uh, is the weight of the, the Ultra S24 and an I, my iPhone 8 is uh, 150. So there, there's a discernible difference. Uh, and then just finally, the stylus, you know, the touch. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned the S Pen. So the, the big difference between the... S Ultra phones from Samsung compared to any other uh, Android phone and in 
compared to any of the other Samsung phones, is you get a small stylus built in. And when I say built in, it sort of clicks out from the lower left hand of the, the phone. It's a light little stylus, very easy to use, like a, a small, slim pencil. Um, and you can use this to, you know, to make notes. You can use it to help take photos uh, with the uh, with the phone. Uh, circle to search. There's a whole load of things you can use it for. Now, look, I'm not a stylus guy in a phone. I just I'm just used to using my my thumb mainly. So it's not something I would buy the phone. But those who remember the Samsung Note will remember that it was called the Samsung Note because you could make notes with a stylus. That was the only phone that had a stylus. And then Samsung got rid of the note and incorporated the stylus into the flagship um, S line of phones. So if you're into styluses on phones, this is probably the only one you're going to get anyway. <coughs> For me, I don't tend to use it, uh, but uh, it's kind of nice and gadgety to have it there. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice ad- addition and uh, it's, it's seamless as well. I, I'm looking at the phone right now and I mm. can't see where it goes in. So it's kind of, it's yeah, subtle. Yeah, it's pretty flush and it's kind of amazing that Samsung has ma- managed to make the phone a little slimmer this year uh, while still having the stylus in there and they still managed to keep that 5,000 milliamp battery which is now approaching the best on the market. So for the last two years, believe it or not, Apple have had the best phone batteries on the market, right. starting from the 13. And the best is generally considered to be the, four, uh, the iPhone 14 Plus and iPhone 15 Plus because they use a lo- slightly lower resolution screen, but they have these huge batteries. Um, this S24 Ultra has a fantastic battery on it. I mean, easily a day and a half, sometimes yeah. two days. And you're... you're you- Presumably, you're using it all the time. Yeah. And you've said at this, the outset of this that the, it's the Android to go to, uh, the S24 Ultra. But how does it stack up 14, against, 15? Uh, against the, the Apple, Apple, the iPhone. Pro. So it's interesting. And you're going to be also measuring price here. So it's not really cheaper than the 15 Pro Max. I think the 15 Pro Max starts at somewhere around the same price, 14, 50, 1500 mm. euros, something like that. So it's not cheaper. Um, you would say the the areas that I would still give the iPhone 15 Pro Max the slight edge, it's still the slight edge for video. Okay. Why? Better stabilization. iPhones just have better stabilization than than Android ones. So in the Dublin riots, for example, I was out shooting. I was there was no way I would take an Android phone with me. I, I shot I shot all the stuff uh, that made it all the way around yeah. the world. The, the, the color balance, the, the difference, be- the HDR, the difference between um, light and dark. It was absolutely spectacularly good on the 15 Pro Max and it was broadcast quality used all over the place. I think I might have been able to get the same from the S24 Ultra, but I'm not sure and I wouldn't take the risk. Right. Okay. So for video, now that's just for video. Yeah. For stills, for still photos, I mean, the S24 Ultra is at least on par. And overall usability. You can't really compare an iPhone with it. So what you're asking is, what's the overall usability between iOS and Android? Yeah. That's a totally different podcast. Right. Because because the the Samsung S24 Ultra is an Android phone using Samsung's um, uh, operating system. If you're used to that and you bullet your way around that, you're going to prefer it. If you're used to uh, iPhone and iOS, and so there's uh, no comparison. There's no, th- there is a comparison, but if you're if you're fluid and fluent in both of them, I mean they're not all that different. They're both touchscreen 
devices that largely look the same, that largely use mostly the same apps in your everyday life. Largely. So okay? you're, you're firmly on the fence on this one. No, there are advantages to both. But so what you're saying is, well, you know, what's what's definitively better, a MacBook or a Windows laptop? Yeah, but but for the phone, example. like they're both similarly. So so, but is it possible to make a call between those two? I think so. You think so? What yeah. would you say? Uh, MacBook for me. Why? Um, just I, I've used both, and I find the just the user interface simpler for me. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a call. Maybe you should be uh, <laughs> making the. I mean, I personally would probably agree on the MacBooks because, and and I've used them both. Uh, the, the main reason I would give between MacBooks and Windows is there's less crap on MacBooks. So there's less friction. There's less to get in your way. Yes. When you set up a, a, a laptop, if it's if it's a MacBook, you can kind of do it in about 60 seconds. If it's a Windows, it could take five or six minutes. And I, I understand your point. You're, you, what you were looking for there was that I, I was going to say I'm used to the Mac. That's, yeah. yeah. So I, I completely understand your so point. So th there's... There's less of a usability difference between Android and iOS. There's less friction than there is between Mac and Windows. Um, but you're really talking about that. You're not talking about really comparing, you know, I, I can compare the cameras. I can compare the quality of the screens. I can compare the audio. I can compare battery life. Compare all those different metrics, and then it's a combination of all. But you're not going to be making a decision between the iPhone 15 Pro Max and the S24 Ultra based on just, oh, I wonder what phone I'll get this year. If you're using Android, you're probably going to go stay stick right. with Android. If you're using iPhone, you'll certainly stay with iPhone. Fair enough. So there we are. There we have it. JJ Clark, thank you very much. You produced this show. I hope uh, everyone out there has a fair idea of what it means to, uh, if you're thinking of getting the Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra, Rory Bones was on sound and it was his phone that I called to show you off uh, all of these uh, translation uh, stuff on the S24 Ultra. So thanks for that, Rory. I'm Adrian Weckler. You've been listening to The Big Tech Show. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull, that's a moment where you go, OK, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm Not Here to Hurt You, a brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now wherever you get your podcasts.